Welcome everybody to Making Enemies. I'm Chris. With me as always are Russ. Hey. And Dave. What's up? And welcome back. We're we're glad that you're here for our fifth episode. Wild. Who would have thought that we would have made it this far already? Welcome back. Yeah. This is the welcome back Cotter of, of podcasts. Um, what we wanted to talk about today is uh, music, just to jump right into it. We spent the first couple of episodes talking about movies and TV. Um, and as we kind of get towards the end of 2020, although you might be hearing this a little bit later at the time of recording, we're still in December of 2020. We kind of wanted to look back on the year in music as that relates to this group of people whose traditional, uh, our traditional favorite genre would be is heavy metal. Over time, people have gotten into different things or they're, you know, we're into other stuff besides that, but that's kind of what linked us, I guess, together in the first place. So we'll probably spend a lot of this episode talking about heavier music. So all of you um, Drake and Bad Bunny fans, this is probably <laughs> not your podcast. All 8 billion of you, apparently. Yeah, sorry. But, um, <laughs> We've just alienated half the planet, apparently. <laughs> Uh, well, there are fewer than 8 billion people on Earth, I think. So everyone's listened to at least one bad bunny song. I guess I'm in that. After today, I listened to one. Yeah, there you Fuck. go. So you're in it now. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess like what we wanted to get into was for us, like the year in, in heavier music for the most part, I think a lot of this discussion will be based off of our Spotify 2020 rap list and like the list that they put out to give us a little bit of grounding. But um, that's kind of where we're going to go. My short, the short of it TLDR for me is whatever. <laughs> like not a, not a huge great year in my opinion for the bands that I've been into. What, what about you guys? I've been talking a lot now. Well, the first thing for me is, is, I don't have Spotify. And so you guys share a lot of your lists and all these stats about what you listen to. And like, that's pretty freaking cool. But if I was on, on, I was going to say Shopify, if I was on Spotify, um, it would be, mine would be pretty embarrassing probably. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. Well, please, like it would, (laughs) why don't you tell us all the embarrassing music that you listen to? Well, so there is music on in our house. Every waking moment that we're it's playing on at breakfast lunch dinner it's just in the background unless we're watching the tv show and so it's usually something that the whole family can appreciate and enjoy so it it hops hops around all different types of genre where genevieve's like into country and god knows what from time to time and like i've definitely have gone while i love metal i am probably have been the one that has diverted the most into other genres. Um, so, and then all of that to be said, even if I did have Spotify, and this goes back to a joke that Rush will remember, which was, <laughs> I had, which I forget which album it was, but maybe it was like the Dream Chain album or something. And it came out and I'm like, this is the best fucking thing ever. And it was like a month into it. And Russ comes over and on my iTunes, it shows you how many times you've played the song. 
I had zero plays on every <laughs> song because I keep hitting the next button. Before it only <laughs> Before. I love it. It's like if there's if there's like 10 seconds left in the song, I'm like, ah, whatever, next. I'm surprised that doesn't <laughs> count it as a listen. That's just a bad job yeah. on Apple's part. But I like that yeah. your favorite album of the year you've listened to exactly zero times. <laughs> so. His entire yeah. playlist or all of the songs is zero. <laughs> <laughs> The ADDifying of iTunes. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Russ? What, what do you think? It's pretty meh this year as far as I think last year was much better. I spent a lot of time putting together my like top metal album list last year. And this year, I don't know. I, I, I haven't found anything that's... There has been two albums metal-wise that I really liked. And that's not very good for an entire year. So, I, I agree. <laughs> Not uh, great. Nah. Because you usually usually put together a a top a top albums list and share it with everybody, and you do like really good write ups and like you really put the time and effort into providing like good album reviews for these things that you found throughout the year. Will you be doing that this year? Do you think? Yeah, but it, it it's it'll be abbreviated, which it used to be top ten every single year, but that ended. Where there was several years where I didn't do any list because there's probably like one album I liked or something. So I'm like, why should I bother? And then last time it was like top seven, I believe. So it'll be something like top four or five. My, my assumption is probably no, but do you think just due to this year and quarantine, so bands can't tour, were any albums pushed back? Have you heard like anyone that you were following that pushed back to when they can tour again? Or I think. So I think albums were pushed a little bit, but I don't think any band is holding an album that I that I'm aware of is holding an album mm. until next year when they can tour on it because of the pandemic. It's like Lamb of God uh released an album earlier this year and they were supposed to have gone on tour I think with Megadeth and uh that album came out in June. I think it was supposed to come out in April originally. So there was like a little bit of a delay. I'm not sure exactly why that would have been at all because by April, we were all kind of trapped. Um, but I, I, the short answer is no, I don't think anyone's pushing it until yeah. it lines up with like a tour kicking off. I think if anything, it lets you kind of build up a relationship with the album so that when you're able to finally get to a show, you can really like explode with energy and enthusiasm. Yeah, I agree. I think at the beginning, there was initial impulse from the record labels or whatever to hold back. And then they were like, Oh no, everyone's at home listening to music nonstop. So get it out there. We need to make money somehow. Exactly. Like you have to, you have to do something. And for our part as the listener, like it's nice to have fresh content coming out to at least spend time with, right? Like we can go back and listen to a million old songs or whatever, but it's, it helps, it helps us cope or look forward to something during all of this when new stuff is coming around the horizon. And then, we can talk about it later. So I talked with Chris about this a little too, is that I think I've noticed where bands release singles, a lot of singles before they release the whole album. And they seem to be spreading that out, I guess, to keep them in them in the newsfeed or in the public's eye. And that's a trend we're seeing in, uh, in maybe more genres, other genres than metal. But for some artists, they're just not even doing albums. They just, I finished a song, here it is. Three months later, I finished a song. Here it is. And it never compiles to an album, per se. I've seen a lot of artists do that. 
I've seen a lot of EPs. Yeah. They'll release like three songs as a single and then they release the EP and the EP's six songs. Right. So, yeah. Right. We saw it with a metal band we like in particular, but I, I think it kind of tracks, right? Because like, more people are just not buying albums and you can just listen to whatever, whenever you want. If if I if I'm like I, I just finished this song I'm ready to put it out there and we're talking this is really more applicable to like pop acts that are just gonna get a billion plays for their single or whatever like right people are just looking for that stuff I don't think people consider the album as a like a whole experience much anymore like Taylor Swift fans exempted from that conversation I think but like yeah your you're average right. radio pop act is just like give me singles just. Or fan is just like, give me whatever the next dance song is. And I don't don't care. I'm not going to go like, did you get that deep cut on the new Ariana Grande album? Like, I don't think anybody's thinking about that. Nobody, especially pop fans, (laughs) don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I wouldn't think so. Like you, they wouldn't be like, hey, what year did that Ariana Grande album come out? Like, they don't fucking know. (laughs) First of all, it's more than two years old. They think it's, you know, graveyard material. Never, never, never to be listened to again. It's ancient. Yeah. Pop music in general is pretty well represented in the Spotify, like overall 2020 in review list. Um, It's the whole list. Like that's what pop music is. Uh, I would say that before reading this press release, I had no idea that Bad Bunny was a person or a musical (laughs) act of any repute, but a billion, eight billion plays later, there you go. The rest of the most streamed lists list is Drake, J Balvin, who I think is another like, I don't know, artists I don't know. The Weeknd, I do actually like the singles, but I'm not going to go, again, listen to like Deep Cut on the Weeknd album. Like whatever happens to be on the radio as I'm driving around or in a store. Is that, is that the only band That's a guy. in the top five? It's a That's guy. A, they're all, these are all Never just mind. guys. They're all just people. Yeah. Individuals. There you go. That's, that's as much as I know about all of this. <laughs> yeah. It's that guy with the wild hair. He sounds like Michael Jackson. When he sings. Oh. Yeah, he's got kind of a retro feel. He's doing the Super uh, Bowl halftime show. So you'll see him then. Unless you're taking a shit during the halftime. That's usually what I save it for. <laughs> <laughs> Try to break the the public water system because everyone pisses and shits during halftime Super Bowl. <laughs> usually the first half of the Super Bowl is so bad it makes me need to use the facilities. Oh, I don't even watch it. It's be- I don't. I don't ever watch it because it's always acts like that. I truly could not care less about. Maybe I'll wear a diaper this year, so I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. You have to. If you want to see all the commercials in halftime, you have to wear a diaper. While shoveling <laughs> buffalo chicken dip into your mouth the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Like human centipeding yourself. I just shovel it right into my diaper. <laughs> beer. Just skip, just skip a step. Beer. Beer and chicken wings just- and fucking pizza. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's an adult man in my living room what's he doing <laughs> his pants look very stuffed oh he's wearing a diaper oh duh of course oh oh right right right. he's got a super bowl diaper they should maybe start advertising those he, he might miss a puppy commercial or or jay balvin at halftime if he doesn't crap his pants while during the game <laughs> so i don't know how much time we need to spend on pop music in general it's not our Bailiwick. It's not in our <laughs> wheelhouse. I don't know jack shit about any of these people. So I only know I know who the female ones are more than these 
I noticed that Bad Bunny seems to be more like Latino based music based on the one song or two couple clips I heard. That might be where he's getting a ton of his streams. I I, I agree. I was actually going to say I feel the same way. I I recognize every single one of the top female artists, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Dua Lipa, and Halsey. Like, I'm aware of them. I like some of their songs. Dua Lipa, thumbs up to Dua Lipa. Uh, that's but, the uh, one I have no knowledge whatsoever of. It's, I thought that was like a, a city in Mexico. I, I've, no, I've never heard of Dua Lipa before. <laughs> she's, she's good. But we should definitely move on because we sound very old, very stupid. <laughs> we just We don't like bad music. I mean, what do you want? Should we get back into the heavier stuff and talk a little bit about the the albums that we're a little bit more, can speak a little more intelligently on? Let's do it. Yeah. I revel in not being able to speak about pop music. So let's get away from pop music in general. Let's move back to the metal stuff. And I think a a jumping off point that we can use as, which is as good as any, is uh, Metal Sucks Reader's Best Albums of 2020 list. Again, warning to those listeners who don't give a shit about heavy music, like this is probably the rest of the show. So enjoy or don't, whatever. Um, But the top five that Metal Sucks readers voted for are new albums from Black Dahlia Murder, number one, Unleash the Archers, number two, Deftones at number three, and then Lamb of God and Trivium topping out the, the, the remaining two spots. I listened to two of those five albums and I think, looping back to the beginning of our conversation, they're fine. I was excited yeah. for them, but my takeaway in general is like, stuff is pretty forgettable. Like, I forgot Lamb of God had a new album come out this year. Yeah. Well, I've given a listen to 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 all five, um, and <laughs> in the most amazing review ever, similar to your response, Chris is like, eh. Like it's, yeah. they're, they're fine. Like Black Dahlia Murder. All right. So I had, they've been around for a while, a long, long while. Time, yeah. Right. So listen to this. My first impression is the guitar riffing is pretty darn good. Like there's some intricate ribbon stuff going on. The drums are fine. The vocals are dog shit. I think like, the vocals really mess, really ruin them. For not, me, right. It makes it not listenable. I mean, the, Everything else about the song is pretty decent and not too much of a derivative of things that we like. Um, so, like, overall, it was like, eh, but the vocals make it not listenable to me. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I don't, I listened to a few songs from this album. It, it sounded like every other Black Dolly Murder album to me, but I've never, yeah. I've never been into this band. They are definitely among, like, I should like them. Or you should be at least like interested in them, but they just never stuck. And I think maybe you hit it. Like it's the vocals like really great on me for some reason. They just don't work. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't I haven't listened to this new album. I know this band and I know I don't want to listen to it. So <laughs> basically I know four of these bands and I know I don't like them. So I would have zero interest in like checking out their new stuff. I have no idea what Unleash the Archer sounds like. So I think that band <laughs> yeah. is one worth talking about because I was about to send, if I didn't already, maybe I did a week ago. I feel like I maybe I emailed you guys this, like their single from this album that they're talking about. I think it's called Abyss. 
Yeah. It's very different. It's like basically like power metal, but not annoying. Like it's power metal that I would be interested in, and I'm not a super power metal guy. It's like I don't want to say it's Dragon Forcey, but I don't know. I'm I'm more into this yeah. than any of the other stuff on this list, and I was really surprised by that. So I this I listened to this album and my immediate response is like this is Angra. I don't know if you listened to Angra back like in the nineties and two thousands. The guitar is incredible. There's some cool melodies. And then the coininess of the power metal and the oh, like all that shit going on throughout the song. It's like you so want to like it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's like you're getting a blowjob by being punched in the nuts at the same time. <laughs> it's like you don't know. It's like maybe if you get numb enough, you'll like it. But, you know, I don't. What? <laughs> you should be writing album reviews. <laughs> <laughs> but like the solos are awesome. Like there's so much. But like I, I I bail pretty quickly. I like one song. I'll be sixty seconds into it. Like this is great, and then I'll, something happens, and I'm like, all right. But we have this a- that's that's how you listen to music anyway. <laughs> right. It's like not <laughs> like you just uh, turn away. <clears throat> that's that is true. Maybe it should be higher up on my list. But Russ, I'd be very curious if you give this give this a shot. Kind of what you think. You'll, you'll probably roll your eyes big time. Um, yeah. I think Russ, I don't come, know but. if you would be into it, but I think two of our other friends might might be Yeah, in, in, in this sort of circle here. Um, I feel like Symphony yeah. X is like as power metal-y as I can go. But aren't they more prog power yeah. metal? Than, this is really, I think this is pretty straightforward power metal. Yeah, I can't stand kind of stuff. Straightforward power metals is as unlistenable to me as like straightforward <laughs> death metal. It's like, uh, see, it's not like it's not like Halloween, same level, or ham or Hammerfall. It's not that corny. No, but it's still corny. Not right. <laughs> like Primal still, fear you know. level. It's like somewhere in the middle. Maybe anger is the best analogy I can compare it to because the riff, the riffing is incredible. Yeah, the guitar work on this album I think is really, really good. The couple songs that I listened to. And the production's very good. And yeah, but then they just the uh, high pitch like ah! just depends yeah. how much you like getting punched in the nuts, apparently. So I'll see I'll I'll see what my level is after the pod. I'll let you know. Dave, I I I could say I didn't listen to like Black, really like too much Black Dolly Murder or even the Deftones. What was your thought on the new Deftones album? And honestly, before you get into it, who fucking cares? How is this band still putting out music? I was going to say is that there's a friend of ours yeah. <laughs> that I think would appreciate and like this album. Guitar tone is pretty important to me yeah. when I'm listening to stuff. And this is the definition of maybe like the worst guitar tone. <laughs> it, it, it's like <laughs> It's it's what it's stoner metal nonsense. It's total garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you should be doing more album reviews. Are you on the fence? Basically, <laughs> is that what you're telling us about the guitar tone? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, guitar tone was. They, they have such a cult following, but I've never I've never liked their music at all. So it doesn't surprise me that they have a following. Like it. it like a band like Clutch has a huge following, but right. I find them boring as hell. Yeah. So I mean, Deftones are 
a legitimately like known band. They had hit singles in the nineties. Like people are aware yeah. of that. Like no one knows who Clutch is. I have one of their albums because there was one song, and I was like, oh, let me because that back then there was no internet to like peruse <laughs> singles or anything. So you basically yeah. bought the album. Was it Shove hoping it, it would be like good? They're heavy. Their heaviest fucking, I think it's the heaviest single that they released. I don't know. I don't even remember. But, I, you know, it was like I listened to the rest of it. And I was like, this band blows. And then I <laughs> shelved it. Yeah, it's it's a very unique genre to jam into the metal bucket, I think. That guy's vocals bother me, too. Yeah. It's been the same since, like, 1995. He's like another guy, like, he's just, like, not really singing. Hmm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was that was definitely not saying whatever that was. <laughs> Dave, keep going. Yeah. I mean, you're crushing right. these reviews. Like, no reason to stop. All right, Lim of God. Um, I don't know. Like, I I think their fan base is going to be happy with it. I mean, I, I I'm not a huge Lim of God fan. I can't say that I have listed other than redneck that we played in our metal cover bands i have not <laughs> yeah. really given too much of their stuff a, a shot but it, listening to it it sounds just like all the other shit i've heard but i'm sure the maybe the true lamb of god fan i think chris maybe you're are you more of a lamb of god fan so maybe you're a bit more critical of it but i don't know it sounds like to me like all the other shit they've done i mean the riffing's pretty good but it's you know do you like the vocals the rhythmic aspect of a lot of what they do is there. Yeah, it's, so it's a pretty it's yeah. a pretty standard late era Lamb of God album. I'd say like the past three, counting this one, are roughly the same record. And I feel like, and I I was kind of gonna save this. I'm not sure to what end, but what I'm kind of feeling with bands that I liked in general that I like in general is that they, they've kind of run out of riff ideas at this point. Most yeah. bands that I got into in like the 2000s, say, these metal bands and even some like harder rock band, hard rock bands, they had like these really cool riffs and that really pulled me in. I felt like they were really intricate and complicated and fast and tough for me to play. So I was, that got me interested. By now, they've, they, I feel like they've exhausted their riffing and they're just, they're simplifying it. They're not as hooky. There's, they're just, I think you just run out of stuff, right? Like eventually you kind of run out, not that you run out of ideas, but you start leaning on stuff you used to do. You can't play it like you used to do. You, you realize you, you write something you're like, oh, we already did that. And all of a sudden, like, what are you doing besides short of completely changing the sound of the band and doing like a, an electronic album or whatever, like thrice. Like they just did like, oh yeah, like they just completely changed directions. You kill a fan or two kind of like hurts the vibe. That, yeah, that's not not a great look for the, for the singer, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, and, and and that holds. I think I feel the same way about that as I do with the Trivium album. It's again, it's fine. It sounds like a good Trivium album. They have good albums and bad albums, and it's pretty noticeable. And this is, on, I think, on the good side. Yeah, the, the Trivium album. Okay, so two random thoughts about Trivium. One is. This kind of, I feel like they're having a little bit of identity identity crisis when it when it going from song to song. Like there's some songs like the riff, they're talented, 
The riffing's pretty good. The vocals are a lot fine, except for the lyrics. And I know with metal, we don't give a crap about lyrics, right? But there's a couple songs in this where it slows down and you can distinctly hear what they're saying. And it is like they went on some sort of random lyric generator website and just said, like, I need a song. This. Because like you read, the, they make no sense. Like, they're just what they sound like. Non-offensive and not, conf- but if you look at them, they're like, this is a bunch of nonsense. It's, gibber- <laughs> like it's, it's gibberish, right? Like, it, it's, it's total nonsense. What are we trying to say here? Uh, that's why when you hear good lyrics, it, it's very, it, it shocks you. If you. Especially in any genre, but especially metal. There's only like two bands or something that I like. That's one of the things I like about Dark Tranquility is I like the lyrics. I think he has really good lyrics. And most bands you either just completely ignore or you are noticing how terrible they are. I mean, we, yeah. we always make fun of the yeah. Inflames, the old Inflames, but they kind of had an excuse back in the day because they English is a second language. <laughs> but when you kind of, if, if you kind of, <laughs> if like you're at a show and you're all into it and you're singing along and then you realize <laughs> what you were saying you're like this is dumb as shit why you am know? i here what am i doing what? here you start really questioning what the fuck is going on in your own life that led you to sing whatever that is back to some death metal band from sweden right yeah was, and we we run into this a lot with uh by doing the covers even of non-metal bands like Stuntable pilots and like Pearl Jam's lyrics are like nonsensical, but it's definitely prevalent in in metal. Like the whole scar symmetry, yeah. like one of our favorite bands. Like all their lyrics are about like <laughs> you know singularities and like de- <laughs> dwarf stars and I don't know what the fuck. Guys, <laughs> you tripping acid? I want to write these. <laughs> Astral projecting, who knows? <laughs> I agree. I, I've never, and I, I've shared this with a lot of people, cared about lyrics. Like, they're just not important to me when I listen, especially to metal, because most of the vocals are screamed, right? So it's hard sometimes to even understand what they're saying. So it almost doesn't matter. But I do think it matters in, like, a, rhythm, a rhythmic sort of way. Like, it kind of blends into the whole driving force of a song if the lyric if like at least the line the lyric lines or the way it's sung or the pattern that the guy is using the chorus should be good it really works yeah agree that'd be nice because that's (laughs) um thanks metal sucks i guess for putting that or readers of metal sucks for putting that list together and if you guys aren't using that website like check it out it's one of the few tongue-in-cheek like the editors also know that metal is silly but they love it i think the same way we do i recommend checking them out more regularly i mean if there is you said there were two albums that came out this year that you liked what were they and maybe what was one that you were looking forward to that disappointed i don't know Hmm. and and answer that in like in your own words so we can edit this properly i think you guys know it's dark tranquility had a new album and Moore's Principia Mast had a new album, and they're both excellent. And I, I'm not sure if Chris was listening to Dark Tranquility, but I know he likes the other. The Moore's Principia Mast is phenomenal. Yeah, and for me, it's 
it's like I'm on the same too. Um, and to be honest, I like these more than I've liked other metal albums in the past couple of years. Like I have found myself listening to these albums on repeat and I haven't done that in a while. And then to answer, then the idea of like, what album was I most anticipating? Um, I would perhaps <laughs> do my musical comparison to the same way that I know about movies that are coming up. I often don't know what's coming out or what. <laughs> you, so you can't, either if you, you don't tell know what's me, coming, you can't anticipate anything. That's, that's right. I can never be disappointed. Right. So. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I want to go back because you guys identified the same two albums. You agree that they're very, very good. Yeah. Why? Like what? What, what are these steps up from the last release from those bands? Are they better than you were expecting? Is it more of the same excellence? Like what drove you to to say that? Well, Dark Tranquility is pretty consistent, I think, as far as their their releases. Uh, I I do like this way more than was it Atoma was the one before this, and I was like on a little wishy washy on that. There's a couple good songs, but nothing. I'd say like the three I liked, I liked a lot, but they're, you know, out of 10 or 12, didn't love it. So I, I feel like this one called Moment is much better. Um, it's got some like really cool riffs. Uh, I like the song Transient, Fail State, mm-hmm. uh, Identical to None are all, mm-hmm. all like amazing songs, I think. And then I don't know how Dave thought about that one. Have you listened yeah, to it? No, uh- yeah, I would say the same thing. So I, I'm trying to like articulate like what it is. Like for me, the common theme usually in metal that's going to make me love it is that with what DT and MP both do is that there is a distinctive melodic death metal, metal aspect to it where the guitars are doing something melodically at the same time as being super heavy and rhythmic at times. That's very interesting to me and enjoyable. Um, and I, this Dark Tranquility album actually has more moments of where there's clean vocals in it, which I typically have liked from them. It like breaks it up a little bit. I, maybe one criticism of DT in the past on some albums is that it's like front to end, pretty nonstop, same level of intensity. Like, and it can get, like a little exhausting, even though I still like the album. Like this felt like it went up and down a bit more. Um, and just the quality of the riffing and quality of the melodies and the songs from the guitar were top notch. And then this, uh, similarly to, to MPE, uh, the same thing. And there, there is not an album this year. I was going to say the other thing that I usually like is kind of on the more progressive side, right? Like Protest the Hero early albums, like stuff like that. I really, really enjoy um, but their newer stuff is really garbage. Really bad. But yeah, really bad. Um, but there are things, but even on the very progressive side, usually the ones that I like have this sense of melod- a melodic movement to it. The guitar, I mean, you guys know, like the worst supposed to be a mess. The, the guy is like a guru. Like the uh, Dave Gillian plays like, writes the songs, all the songs basically. <laughs> like, you know, it's 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 noticeably better than like other stuff that I listen to. And this is another one where I think it's much, be- much, much better than the previous album. Um, I know some people 
I'm not sure in this group, but uh, other friends have really liked that album before the new one. And I wasn't into it, but so this one's called, what is it? Seven. Is the Seven. One, I, I mean, I, that one single that came out, Lost in a Starless Yawn or whatever it is. Uh, I think it's like one of the best MP songs ever that I remember. So. And I don't hate the vocals as much as I did in the past. There's a couple albums, a couple albums ago where like, I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> like lyrically it's or like, like the tone of his vocals? Just the tone of the vocals. It, it is like really growly death metal vocals. And he has a little bit more like nuance to his vocals in, on this one. It doesn't, you're not going to be like, whoa, this is a really good vocals, but you're not going to be like, oh, when the vocals start, you're not like, <laughs> yeah, there's one other album. I guess I'm blowing my load if I was going to do a top 10 list for you guys later, but it doesn't matter. Podcast takes precedence. There you go. Uh, Words of Farewell is another one I loved. I'm sure you've alerted us to this whenever it came out this year. (laughs) I did. It it was an EP, but I think it has like five songs on it. It's called Inner Universe. It's only four songs, but judging based on 2020's uh, level of Good music, I'll take it as 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 a quote unquote album because <laughs> I think all four songs are like amazing, and it's in the same mellow death genre that yeah. that I like the most. So, right, all right. So those are your those are your top three albums, guys. Go go listen to those. I I like Dark Tranquility a little bit. I thought it was pretty good. I don't super love their stuff in general, so I thought this album kept held my attention for long enough. MPE album is very very good, but again kind of thought a lot of these records were like forgettable. Like I haven't gone back to it since the two weeks since it came oh. out. Like, I listened to it a lot in two weeks and then I forgot that it came out and I was like, Oh yeah. I thought you guys were like circle jerking over an MPE album one night. That was it's already gone away from your yeah. thoughts. We had to clean it up. <laughs> you blew your load and then out here you like rolled over and went to sleep. That was it. <laughs> That's right. No, no more romance with MPE. That's it. It's over. Uh, dude. On to the um, next. Yeah, I, I'll go back to it. It was good. Really, really quickly, because I, I want to move on to one last thing. Um, I put a, a list for myself together of the 18 to 20 or so albums from bands that I am interested in, that I generally like, was half looking forward to, was surprised to see it was coming out. I would say of those 18 or 16 albums, I like seven of them. Um, more MPE is on that list. A band called Within the Ruins. I actually, they got a new singer there. These are all heavy bands, right? I don't have to explain what type of music this is. Um, Dave, you specifically, I know you hate them because you don't, you believe that they don't have a guitar tone. I think you just were like, <laughs> this is what happens when a band gives up on having tone. <laughs> They're working like, the deaf tones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you would hate them more, actually, if you like really sat and listened to it. But the Blackheart album, I didn't like the first time I listened to it. And the more I listened to it, the more I, I'm kind of into it. They have a new singer. I really like the old singer. This guy does a pretty good job too. So those, uh, that's one different one we haven't mentioned. And then uh, two bands that we've gotten into more recently that we didn't talk about yet are Bleed From Within and Bury Tomorrow. Both had new albums come out earlier this year. I'm really into the Bleed From Within album. I know, Russ, you're all super into Bury Tomorrow. And I know another friend of ours is really, really into the Bury Tomorrow album because um, hmm. he told me. But those those are 
additional ones on my top picks of the metal year list for sure. Like those of the list that I put together, those are the, kind of the highlight ones. One very, very last one I just want to have two minutes on. It's a band called Hawk. Hawk <laughs> is what's left of a band called This or the Apocalypse, whose two albums are so, or two of the three albums are so <laughs> fucking incredibly good that I couldn't wait for a new one to come out. Seven years later, we get a slightly <laughs> reformed version of the band and they put out a six-song EP. Three of the songs had come out last year. So I don't know what they're doing, what they've been up to this pandemic. I'm happy that there's new stuff from these guys. It's pretty close, but it's not nearly as intricate or as, it's not nearly as intricate, I think, as the this or the apocalypse stuff. This is good. It just came out. I'm still getting into it. If you have, if you have a couple minutes, it's just an EP. Give yourself 24 minutes. It's like six, yeah, six songs and they're all pretty good. I think they're, I think they're, they're wor- pretty good. They're worth listening to. Yeah. yeah. That song Alibi, I think, I'll is awesome. Really catchy. They write some pretty yeah. catchy stuff. Yeah. Which I like. Okay, the last thing we wanted to talk about was, again, music-related. It really took form once the pandemic started and everyone was kind of locked down in their houses. Um, We, this group, and a couple other of our friends got together for bi-weekly hangouts via Zoom um, and gave each other an assignment. And every two weeks, you'd have to produce a list of your top 10 favorite songs by whatever band we had agreed upon and kind of talk about why. Um, Some people put a lot of effort in. Some people didn't put too much effort in. Some people (laughs) went way over the top. Um, And every two weeks, it was a really fun way to spend a Friday night. And then after you get through the list, you kind of just binge drink until you pass out at your computer, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Russ, how did this kind of get started? You're like our list master. Yeah. So I had, I had an idea and I, I brought up the first email. It, so that when this started, which is, I know you were asking was, it was December of last year. Okay. So the pre-pandemic, we were yeah. already thinking about this stuff. So we, I guess we started this. Yeah. I have 12, 6, 19 as the date. And I basically, I'll read a little bit what I, I had here. I was. I said, I want to come up with a list of the best in flame songs, wondering how it will shake out and if we will have any of the same tracks. Let's think on it and let me know if you're interested. And then I wrote, maybe give it a week and send out. At the same time was my question to ne- not get biased by others because we have one friend who will change their whole list if he sees what you have on your list. So I, that's what I was trying to avoid. And right. I, or I said, or you can tell me to go away. So we ended up doing it in flames and I thought it was really fun. I mean, my whole premise was a reason to get together one and two, a reason to listen to these albums that you hadn't listened to in 15, 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Depending on the band, right? Depending on how old the band is. Yeah. So these are all like consensus favorites of all of us, which is, I guess, prerequisite for doing it since you're not going to be able to come up with 10 songs you like if you only know one album. Right. So the, but being friends for so long, we knew there was like a shit ton of albums and bands that we all liked and that we could come up with a list for. And God, what did we come up? Would you, was it nine bands we ended up I doing? Have at, I have at least nine 
that I participated in, and I think there may have been two or three others. Like, for example, I didn't participate in the Dark Tranquility or the Scar Symmetry ones, which were two additional. So probably done between 10 and 15, depending. I, I don't know if there were more than that, but that's... I don't, I don't think range. there are more Arch, than that. Yeah, no. Well, probably I, I 11. Didn't do, I didn't do Arch Enemy either, so whatever yeah. it was. Mm. Yeah, so like 11 bands, we all spent time listening to all the songs basically i know dave went and listened to like every album i did and i this was i i loved this this and we'll love as we continue to do this type of thing like i like the way i would start now this worked for every band except iron maiden <laughs> because i i went and i took every album right and i put it in a playlist and i did like a vote off the island as i listened to it i mean iron maiden <laughs> it's a a, a, a different level, a pool of songs um, and a different level of garbage you have to weed through to get to the oh. good stuff. Even like Murders but. in the Room work. Murders in the Room When you have 40, come, like around 40 but, years of material to deal with and it's a band that yeah, puts a record out every two to three years, like that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. So I just didn't that, listen to Maiden. the new ones. <laughs> yeah, me neither. They're, like, oh, they're not going to make my list. I never listened to them. So, so generally, like heavy hitters in famous bands in heavy metal historically, Iron Maiden, Pantera, Megadeth, Testament, some, I guess, melodic death metal, Soilwork, In Flames, MPE, Arch Enemy. It kind of covers the gamut. Then we. I would say we did sort of run into a moment where we're like, well, we have covered a lot of these bands that we all like roughly equally. Who's left? And I feel like that's maybe where the momentum kind of petered out maybe by it June is. or so. Yeah. Well, it's like that. my whole thing is like saying it has to be consensus band. We all have to like them. Right. Which that, that didn't even work 100% with you. <laughs> anyway, right. we yeah. did the best we could. And then there's me, we were throwing ideas out and every, our whole idea, which I think you, you wrote down here is we're waiting till the very, very end to do Metallica. That'd right. be like For some reason, the last that was the and closer. greatest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The closer, which we haven't <laughs> never done. It's been like months. The conceit was to do it in person. For some reason, we were oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, July, we'll have a barbecue and do it in person. And <laughs> Maybe July 2021 is what we were really were talking about. Dave, what was your, uh, you said you enjoyed doing these. Like, what was your approach to them? And like, could you explain, uh, could you explain like kind yeah. of how you went through it really quickly? Yeah, sure. I, yeah. So as mentioned, so I would take every album, every song, dump it into a huge playlist, which worked for every band <laughs> except our tranquility because I forgot an album. <laughs> so I did my whole <laughs> list neglecting oh, their first. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so I, I really got a couple things out of it. One songs that I would probably have never listened to again. Like just there's, there's like, Oh my God, I remember this. There's a nostalgia aspect to some of these bands. Cause it goes back 20 plus years. Um, and there is also things that I had thought were my favorite songs that weren't my favorite songs. There was, um, like a rediscovery of some stuff band dependent um that coming out of it i have updated playlists that i listen to now coming that are from this list 
So it was just, at, the whole entire process ended up with a bunch of shit that I would have never listened to again that I still love. I found some new songs and actually songs that I had said like, eh, not that interested in hearing your guys lists. And when you would have a top something in your top five, I'm like, all right, let me listen to that again. Like, what am I missing? And there were a couple of moments where I was like, oh, I just never really gave it a chance. That is a really good song. Right. So. I I mean, obviously, some of the most fun moments are when people will put songs or albums or songs from albums that are just one or more people think is just diarrhea. Just (laughs) so, so bad. I can't believe that song. Yeah, you just laugh. Um. I think this is just a really fun thing to do. I, I really enjoyed it when we were doing it. It really helped at the beginning of the pandemic just to, I don't know, just, just for Hang's sake and just to talk about music and, and bands we love. And like you said, Dave, sort of rediscover some old stuff that maybe you hadn't listened to in a while. Um, yeah. We also get a rush too when like your friend puts one, like number one that you put number one and you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> the confirmation bias. Spot. That was our first. We are friends. <laughs> That was the precursor to the confirmation bias podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but there was like, like Dave said, with certain songs I would have never listened to or remembered that I love as much. Like, you know, that song Side the Rage and Roses by Dark Tranquility. Uh, it's on like an old, real older album, and I like, I forgot. Like, I'm like, fuck, this song is amazing. Like, I w- would have never popped this in, like, put it on Spotify and like played it, but now I will. So it was good. Good exercise. It's it's super fun. For those listeners out there, you want to give yourself an assignment next time you're having a wine Zoom call with your spouse and all of your work friends. Yeah. Make them do this. Tell them to talk about. Do your top- I don't know. Top 10 bad bunnies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get super hammered, pass out at your keyboard, put up some really dirty Zoom background pictures, and call, yeah. it, a, call it a Friday. <laughs> any, uh, any, any parting thoughts? Sing along with WAP. Oh, <laughs> any parting thoughts on uh, 2020 music? Heavy metal? I have I have a part I have a parting hopeful thought for the future, being that bands have not been able to tour at all this entire year. I have this hope that they're sitting at home and writing a shit ton of new songs, and that in twenty one twenty two we are going to be inundated with stuff with new material that's hopefully good. But I think there'll be a surge in new albums in the next year or two. Sure as hell hope so. <laughs> That's the positivity we're looking for. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.